Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We got Jillian Edwards from The Dailies coming on. They're a new duo coming out that I think you're going to love. I heard some of their harmonies, and I tell you what, they've got it together. You'd, you'd almost think that they're twin sisters when you hear it. <laughs> from, you know. But we're excited to have Jillian on yes. to talk about what's going on, her story, and a little bit of music, and just see where this goes. So Jillian, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you, that's so kind. I'm so grateful and honored to be with y'all today. Great, so you know, I always like to start to show off, as we were talking a little bit before about this crazy time we're in, I always start to show out the same way, um, at least right now, because. Mm -hmm. What, how has COVID affected what you do and how have you and the dailies kind of uh, maneuvered through that to, to still be relevant? Yes. Well, you know, uh, the music industry in 2020 and, you know, still we're in 2021 and it's still, uh, it's still happening that the music industry, you know, is on a huge um, for the most part, pause of touring and live events, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a big part of our lives as as songwriters and musicians, right? Yeah. Getting to right. look people face to face and sharing music um, and stories. So the dailies is one thing I'm just so grateful for that we were able to, you know, Tours are canceled, live events are canceled, but there's no canceling of creating music, <laughs> you know? So um, I'm really grateful that we were able to release this music during this time and um, mm -hmm. there's no restrictions on, on that. So there may be restrictions on <laughs> live shows, but it's really, um, it's refreshing to just be able to operate on any level of, yeah. Mm -hmm. of sharing sharing music so um it's definitely been a uh, propelling forward for me to just create these songs and then also to release them as a whole you know other life-giving part of the process mm -hmm. for me is to actually share it so yeah it's right. been definitely a high point for me and you know i think that when we do get back to semi-normal or whatever that looks like in a right. year or two that um now that so many artists have learned to use technology in a better way mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to combine your face to face with this now. Yes, definitely. I mean, on one hand, you know, I've, I've become aware that so many more people are so much more available because, mm -hmm. you know, there aren't scheduling restrictions as far as like mm -hmm. a lot of people that I've co-written with, uh, throughout this pandemic through Zoom calls or FaceTime are people that I wouldn't have gotten to write with because yeah. Yeah. we never scheduled it because they're not in town or our schedules don't align. But now it's kind of like a free for all. As long as you're willing to open your computer, you're available. <laughs> so <laughs> That's like we bring actors on the show too. And, yeah. and some of them have talked about casting has went um, virtual. And so now wow. if you're not in LA, you actually still have a chance to get that part. Yeah. Wow. Like opportunity has widened. That's yep. crazy. 
That's crazy. <laughs> so it's good on one sense, but yeah. it's made it, you know, it's one of the things where sometimes opportunity when it opens doors for people, it's great. It lets other people in, but now mm -hmm. it makes it tougher for everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> But when we launched the show, we launched show January 3rd of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I remember that our original plan was 100 interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, you know, we would lay the great foundation for the show. And then yes. COVID happens. And I was like, oh, you know, all the, all the people yes. have to slow down. Mm -hmm. We don't. Because mm -hmm. what was happening was as a new show, it's hard to get guests, especially at the higher levels, mm -hmm. because they mm -hmm. only do certain, especially a brand new show. I was like, oh, this may be our year to shine because <laughs> we just need to just give people that platform and see where it goes. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last yeah, year. We ran with it. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So well, it's, been a, it's been a crazy year. <laughs> yes. In more ways than one. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I love that. So, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to sing? But I always like to go deeper than that. Mm -hmm. When did it click that this could actually be a career for you? Wow. Well, it's been a um, a dream in my heart ever since I was a little, little oh. kid. You know, always envisioned myself singing for a living. I didn't really picture anything else. So. The desire has been there as as long as I can remember, and then um, started writing songs on guitar in high school and very quietly, and um, and then went to college and, um, you know, I visited Nashville. I asked for a trip to Nashville for Christmas, my freshman year of college, oh, wow. <laughs> and um, my parents are awesome, and that's what they got oh, me wow. for Christmas. So they they took me here and just wanted to explore with me, you know, what it could look like to spend some time here. And now they're regretting it probably because I have been here for 10 years now and fell in love and I'm not a baby. So they don't actually regret it, but I know yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, well, I ended up staying here <laughs> <laughs> and it is hard to be away from them yeah. of course mm -hmm. but um but yeah i think during those uh early trips to nashville i started you know sort of unlocking my mind to the, to the idea of living here and you know i had a few friends who worked as songwriters who had uh, mm -hmm. one specific friend who had a publishing deal and i didn't know what that was or how that worked or that you could be a songwriter but yeah. Write for other people or write for TV shows. And you could also write for yourself and release music. So um, as far as it being a career, it was probably just through putting all those uh, pieces together. Yeah. Putting those pieces together <laughs> like early, early in college and just sort of exploring. Yeah. I love that. And if you're watching this live on replay, believe Please share, share, share. Helps everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we we got so many connections in Nashville now that we've decided that you know what, we've never been there yet, but we we're gonna move there. So <laughs> yeah, we're planning on definitely moving up that way. Yeah, no so way. next year. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Where are y'all now? 
Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Well, I hope you love it here. <laughs> I, I think you will. It's there's a rich community of people, and that's that's what sort of one of the things that kept me here. Yep. And with what mm -hmm. we do, you know, even though we're not just music, we bring on actors and all that, mm -hmm. you know, we're part of film, part of music, part of all that. Just entertainment in general is our right. show now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, well, they, I keep hearing um, that they say that Nashville is pretty much the baby L.A. now. Uh -huh. It's turning into mm -hmm. kind of that, you mm -hmm. know, for the South. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, that kind of makes sense. We kind of yeah, need to be there. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I'm I'm excited for y'all. And later you'll hear from our nine-year-old little boy. He'll yes, ask him ask one question. Really? But he's excited yes. about the possibility of moving to Nashville too. He is. Oh, that's awesome. Can't wait to see him. <clears throat> and um, so as you know, a lot of um, people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie, of a Miranda. Mm -hmm. They don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within the entertainment world. Mm -hmm. And I always want to talk about that because nobody talks about this side of it. Everybody wants mm -hmm. to talk about the glory, mm -hmm. but we like to go for the story on it, you know? I yeah. love that. And, 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 um, so I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide where I want this to go. Okay. Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at mm -hmm. that time, her and her daughter were full-time with music. Mm -hmm. And I asked Allison what advice she would give an up-and-coming artist. And I'll never forget the answer that she gave us. In fact, it's been on every show that we've done now because, <laughs> yeah. because of this. Mm -hmm. But she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full time. But if you're if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everybody kind of owns a piece of you. You no longer own your life. Everybody else owns a piece of you from that point on. Your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're in that grind mode at the beginning of your career, you can't <laughs> say anything. It's got to be grind, grind, grind mm -hmm. the whole time, pretty much. And a lot of times people, you know, don't understand that. Then your family has to sacrifice because they have to kind of give you up to the mm -hmm. world. And, you know, they had to let you go to Nashville. Yeah. So mm -hmm. so they have to give you up to the world. <laughs> but then Allison added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. Oh, wow. I, I'm glad um, she added the end <laughs> part about mm -hmm. if that's what you see yourself doing, if that's yeah, right, it, mm -hmm. then go all in because there is no room in this industry <laughs> and in this path mm -hmm. for, for not being all in because it is such um, a trying path. There's a lot of no's. There's a lot of waiting. Um, there's a lot of unknown. And um, I don't I I'm not a person who was born with particularly thick skin. I'm I'm pretty sensitive. And um, so I don't I don't know that my skin has gotten thicker, but I uh, but I maybe more just expect um you know, for there to be times when things don't go the way I want them to. But, you know, that's where my my trust in God and his um, mm -hmm. 
you know, his ultimate good purposes for my life, you know, I have to trust that yeah. and hold on to you. Like you put this desire in my heart and this is what I feel called to. And um, if there's, if somebody is giving me a no or if a door is closed or if something goes differently than the way I imagined, that doesn't mean, um, that doesn't mean I was wrong about this desire yeah. you gave right. me. It means that you have, your purposes are being accomplished with that closed door and with that no, and there's something else. Um, there's a different, you know, there's a different way forward. You know, it makes yeah. me think of, you know, in, in his heart, you know, a man makes his plans, but the Lord determines his step. <laughs> like yeah. I have this plan and I, you know, I want to bring beauty to the world through music. Like you see here and God sees here. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's just like, okay, I'm showing up with this desire and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to show up and I'll knock on doors. But, you know, ultimately it's your, your decision, you know, what, <laughs> you know, where this goes. So yep. absolutely. And, you know, I remember back, I guess about two months in something like that, whatever it was, I remember I was going through a pity me moment. You know, because, you know, even as a show, you know, we're chasing the same dream you as the artists are chasing, but on different mm -hmm. platforms. You know, we want to be the Bobby. We want to be the Ty Bentleys out there, mm -hmm. you know, of a show. And so we're chasing this dream. And I remember a couple months in, I'm like, you know, I want to get move up. It's, it's like, mm -hmm. what's it going to take to move mm -hmm. up? And I remember I emailed um, the team of this person. I really thought I had a chance of getting on our show because mm -hmm. I knew her parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, her mom, her dad and her sister. And I forget that at least I didn't realize at that time that once they're signed to a label, mm -hmm. family connections no longer matter. Yeah. So I got this friendly turn down and so I was frustrated. I remember being frustrated that day and thinking, OK, I feel like we're supposed to do this show. So I need something. I mean, God's got to give me something here, mm -hmm. something to work mm -hmm. with. And, I and I'll never forget about an hour later. I got an email from a PR company that says, I've got six artists I'd like to get on your show. And I'm scrolling through and I seen one of them say Anna Christina Cash. And at that time, I didn't know who she was. I was like, I wonder if she's related to the Cash family. So I look her up, come to find out she's married to John Carter Cash. Wow. Um, this is the son of Johnny Cash yeah, yeah. and June Carter Cash. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll take all six. We want, can we do Anna first? Mm -hmm. And we get Anna on the show. And she was the game changer because then oh, because of that interview, we got Carlene Carter. Then we got Georgette Jones yeah. and we got Taylor Lynn. Yes. You know, then we got <laughs> Jenny Gill Then we got um, Callie Tucker. So all of a sudden these legacy kids were coming on the show. And that was, I think I when know. we look back, that was probably the beginning of the start of a new direction for the show. And it all was, again, we felt like God sent us something there. And that's amazing. <laughs> something maybe not even that would have been on your radar to hope yeah. for specifically yeah. just a surprise that uh, I love. I love when that happens when you're like, I wasn't <laughs> looking for this. I was looking for this, but then this happened and I wouldn't have even known that this path was something that would help. So and perfectly that's, awesome. in, and that's perfectly into our next little segment is, you know, we talked about the sacrifices. Let's talk about the glory. Tell us a story or two where you're, where God did that. You know, there's gotta be something that really stands out that you're like, you know what? 
that can only be God. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Um, there's two of them that come to mind uh, quickly, but one of them is, um, is I, so I've been signed to Concord Publishing for almost six years now. And so how that a publishing deal works is I, um, you know, I have to turn in a certain number of songs. I have to write a certain number of songs every year to fulfill my contract and to get paid. Um, and, you know, those songs can be songs for myself, um, but a lot of times they're songs for, you know, TV shows or commercials or just open-ended. Um, so a lot of times your publisher will set you up with people you've never met before. Um, mm -hmm. And kind of that's, that's one of the joys of uh, songwriting <laughs> is you end up meeting people who, you know, work on totally different, you know, genres of music and um, you just learn and you stretch to, uh, to discover what, what you can bring to the table in different scenarios. But so there's a lot of um, showing up on blind co-writes as I call them. So there was one day in particular where, um, you know, I love um, pop music. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not primarily, you know, what I do necessarily as an artist, but growing up, um, I just, it's one of my, you yeah. know, longtime favorites. So there was someone who um, I was set up with on a co-write and I, all I knew about him was that he was, very into pop and pop was what he did. And um, so I was excited to finally write with someone who that was their main focus. Cause it kind of felt like I could just have fun and explore what that was like. So I showed up for a co-write just like I showed up most days for co-writes and just um, we had a great time and we wrote a song that I loved and um, I had no plans of releasing it myself. It didn't really fit the yeah. sort of, um, songs I had released and so we were maybe going to pitch it to other artists um but all in all it was kind of just like here's a song we love there's not much of a plan behind it but maybe it'll maybe it'll land somewhere and find a use for something um and a few months later uh we found out that a DJ named Thomas Gold based in Germany was going to remix it and release it so here is this um, love pop song that we wrote that this DJ who I'd never heard of remixed. And so it became this like dance anthem and oh, wow. it's, it's called magic. And, um, and it just has been the most surprising song of my career mm -hmm. because that song, even just the dance mm -hmm. um, EDM genre, I'm so unfamiliar with. And I, I'm a big, like, acoustic, like, lullaby, like, very soft music person as far as what, what I create naturally. But um, this song, Magic, ended up, it's, you know, it's my most streamed song on Spotify. Oh, wow. It is, uh, and, you know, I got a call from this DJ, Thomas Gold, who remixed it and released it um, with my vocal um, I got a call from his team or an email actually one day a few months after it was released. And the subject line was, are you ready to go to South Africa? And <laughs> I went on to read it and it said, hey, we're going to, you know, film a music video for this song in South Africa. It'll be covered 
when are you available? Wow. Um, so wow. I ended up going to South Africa. I convinced him to let my sister come with me. So <laughs> she and I got to go and, you know, go for a few days. Too. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, so that was a huge, that song has been a huge surprise wow. for me. Um, and yeah, it's something I couldn't have planned myself, but that's but there been, you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we recently had one of the big EDM artists on our show. Awesome. Um, Alien. Yes. Awesome. So cool. And that was really the first time we uh, um, heard mm -hmm. that type of music, too. Mm -hmm. You know, we were yeah. kind of introduced through her, I guess, in yeah. a way, because, you know, they said yes to the show. So I started listening to their music and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. I, you know so, you know, I thought it was more pop, but yeah. apparently it's EDM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so fun. I love it. I'm so new to that world, but it's, it's really yeah. fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what are a few moments that you look back and you're like, you know, outside of the, what you just said, that you're like, wow, you know, I, you got to do that within your music career. Oh, opportunities that I look on that I'm amazed that I got to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I feel that feeling all the time. <laughs> I am constantly feeling that. Um, so um, my husband's dad is Stephen Curtis Chapman. And um, I, you know, grew up a fan of his music. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, you know, I'm still a fan of his music. Um, but he has been really generous to let me join him on recordings of his songs oh, wow. add, add harmonies or, um, you know, there was, um, one time at the Ryman here in Nashville, um, that I got to, you know, accompany him or actually he gave me, I got to sing one of my songs, I think. And, you know, there's, it's so crazy, but there are several times like that. I can't even keep, oh, wow. keep them straight, mm -hmm. but he also, um did the same thing at the Grand Ole Opry. I got to join him oh, cool. for a song. Yeah. And um I don't know, there's something about I just respect his faithfulness to his calling and yeah. um, yes. it's just really a gift to stand beside him and just like get to do what I love next to him and, and <laughs> you know find it's usually scenarios next to him where I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know? So I just take it. I just take it. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> so now let's talk about the dailies. How did that happen and yeah. what is it? Yes. So the dailies is my side project with Ellie Holcomb. Um, I don't know if y'all have gotten to, you've got to have Ellie on this show. She is so wonderful. And, um, you know, obviously I love her music, but I just love her and value her as a friend. So mm. we've been co-writing together for about 10 years now. And, um, you know, we both have a background of writing songs for TV and film, oh, wow. um, commercials for ads. Um, I mean, commercials for brands, you know, yeah. different ads yeah. and things. So we have both been familiar with the songwriting process. Um, for writing for specific storylines and characters and then also writing songs, you know, for our own selves yeah. and for our mm -hmm. own solo projects, solo albums. Um, 
but yeah, just consistently through the years, we've just loved writing together. And every time I get to write with her, it's like, I'm, it's not work, you know, it's just spending a day with a friend. And, um, you know, it came to a point where uh, we were writing to these assignments, these specific storylines. And we came to a point where we said, you know what, today, let's just write whatever we want to write. Let's just write what, what we need to write. Let's process what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Let's not be obsessed with the outcome. Let's just write what we want and what we need to write today. Mm-hmm. So we ended up compiling a handful of songs that were just, you know, reflected what we were going through and what people in our lives were going through. And, um, you know, people in our daily lives were walking through things and we were walking through things and we, um, we just processed them together. And, um, our friend and producer and co-writer Ben Shive was a part of these songs. So it was the three of us in a room writing these specific songs on the daily ZP. And, um, I just love and value both of them so much. And, um, as people and also what they bring to the table and the creative process. So, um, yeah, we decided let's share these songs. Like we love these songs and they, they don't necessarily fit for a solo project for me or a solo project for her. Yeah. Yeah. So we just decided like now feels like the right time to share them. And we hope that it's, you know, brings beauty and, soul nourishment to our daily lives and to the listeners daily lives. So that's sort of the, the heart behind it. Oh, wow. I, I love that. Now, as you know, um, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the teams from your PR people, mm-hmm. the producers, the managers. And to me, they don't get enough love. Right. We all know they that. Don't. <laughs> uh, so on our show, we want to make sure that they get the love they deserve. So if you want to oh. take a few minutes, just to talk about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh my goodness. Yes. I am so grateful. I can't, I was just telling my husband a couple days ago, I was about to go to a meeting with my management team. Um, and I was about to leave the house and I just said, I love having managers because <laughs> like, <I> first, <laughs> for so long I didn't. And it was so, um, homegrown and, you know, have to, kind of figure out how to do things myself and kind of got used to that. And um, the last couple of years, I feel like God has really just given me these amazing people to work with who just uh, really have a gift for helping me steward what I feel like, you know, I need to steward in my life. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I'm absolutely blown away at um, just even the fact that I have, a management team um, and that I belong to, you know, we're a team together and I, I need them. And, uh, you know, and that, you know, that entails, they reach out my, my managers, I have Mark and Alex and they, um, yeah, they just do a great job um, just making me feel believed in and that my work is worthwhile. And, and they do a great job connecting uh, the dots with, PR companies, you know, Lori and Stacy uh, do a lot of our PR and they're amazing at what they do. And um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm really blown away that I get to um, work with such incredible people. And um, the Stable Collective is 
is the name of the management team. And um, Papa Steve, my father-in-law, is a part of that overall yeah. umbrella as well. So oh. he has uh, really given me the gift of encouragement and, you know, mentoring um, through the last few years as well. So I, yes, I'm so glad you, you carved out a moment to give gratitude and give credit where it's due. So well, we try to do that because, you know, yes, you know so when we first important. started this show, we wanted to hit areas that other shows miss. Mm -hmm. And that was one that from people we've talked to said that they never have time to talk about anybody that's on their team. And like, well, we're going to, I mean, it's why we give 45 to 60 minutes. So that way there's time to talk about the important stuff. Cause you know, when you have 20 minutes on an interview, you can only talk music. I never mm -hmm. wanted to do that. Again, it's great. We can talk about music, but I want to talk about the important stuff. Like we talked about a little bit of God and, and what meaning of life for the artists and just yeah. different stuff. I want to talk about what's important to the artists. Yes. I love that. So important. <clears throat> yeah. And what's funny about that is I remember we had a person on the show back, back at the beginning mm -hmm. and we started talking about a little personal stuff and, He's like, well, I'd like us to stick to music. And I was like, um, do you know what our tagline says? Like, <laughs> he was like, no, I don't. I was like, it's called Up Close and Personal. <laughs> he was like, oh. And then he thought about it. And he said, well, you know what? I have actually shared more on your show than I have anywhere else. It's like, okay, well, that I want to hear that then. <laughs> yeah, then we're doing our job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, oh, a little yes, nine-year-old. She's going to go get him. Yes, his name is Christopher. I'll and, get him. And we've got a 22-month-old little daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show, too. Oh, 22 <laughs> months old. Congrats. That's yep, amazing. February 27th, she'll be two years old. Wow. That's so sweet. I have a three-year-old, so... Yeah. I, I get I get where you're at <laughs> a little bit. I don't have a nine-year-old, so. <laughs> Hi, Julian. Hey, Christopher. How are you? Doing good. So what's your favorite food? <gasps> oh, love that question. I love a good burger. <laughs> a good burger and uh, or macaroni and cheese. My mom's macaroni and cheese. Those are my two favorites. I'm a Texas girl, if you can't tell. <laughs> Great question. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Uh, I love me some pizza, too. Great answer. <laughs> Good to meet you. Yes. You have one more question? Yes. What's your favorite TV show? Ooh, my favorite TV show. Okay, you're not going to know what this is because it's from the 90s, but there's a show called Felicity that I love, and it's about a girl who goes to college in New York City, and she's awesome. That's my favorite show. <laughs> so what's your favorite show? SpongeBob. SpongeBob. You got a yellow shirt on like SpongeBob. Yeah. And it's a Minion shirt. And Minions. Oh, really? Despicable Me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Between Great SpongeBob and Despicable Me, we we that's pretty much all day here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, believe me, we're on the we watch a lot of Disney Disney Plus at our house. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bye, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Christopher.
<laughs> yeah, he he loves that, and and you know, Caitlin, when she hits, when the spickle meat comes on, the very beginning, she gets like raw excited. She lo loves all. That oh too. yeah, she's twenty two months, and she'll start <laughs> shouting when she sees the minions, <laughs> and, and, and she calls them meme. Yeah, because I said, you know, when we first started the show that we would be a family affairs show. Mm -hmm. wow. And I was like, you know what, if we can include the kids, why not? You know, it's our show. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can do whatever you want. I love that. I love that you guys involve them. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to write about? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a songwriter. It can be an artist that, yeah. that doesn't, that's maybe not known for songwriting, right. but you know, that you see that, oh, you know, we can make a good team. Oh my goodness. Wow. There's so many, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know how popular this answer will be, <laughs> but I just like we were talking about, maybe this is why it's fresh on the brain, but how I love pop music. Like yeah. the music mm -hmm. of my childhood is like Mariah Carey and oh, like yeah. Whitney Houston. And like, oh, yeah. um, I am just, I love a good um, ballad, you know, yeah. just a pop ballad. I, I got to see Celine Dion in concert oh, wow. recently and like oh, Shania wow. Twain recently. And that was, so fun for me and nostalgic. Um, I love, as far as like um, current pop music, I love Justin Bieber. I just do. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. As the guy, him. I still love him. So yeah, I mean, you can no matter what, like you, whatever kind of music you like or dislike. I just think his his voice is a gift from God. I think it is so beautiful. So, um, I mean, I would love to write with Justin. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Justin, um, if you ever watch this, she's waiting. Yeah. do it. <laughs> but, and, you know, speaking of Shania, um, when we married 18 years ago, we mm -hmm. actually, our wedding song was from this moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and, and we're and we're planning on doing a renewal vow on our twentieth anniversary um, next year. Wow! And we decided, you know what? Let's just go to her other song since we started with Shania. Let's end with Shania. Still the one. Um, yep. Still the one. Still yep. the one. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! Congrats! Almost twenty years. Yes. Yep. This wow. year will be nineteen. Next year's twenty. And the crazy <laughs> thing is, we actually met. Um, back in 2002 online when it was taboo back then. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, everybody meets online now, but back then. Yeah, and, and, it wasn't the norm <laughs> at that time. And we met yeah. February 2nd of 02, talked on the phone February 4th, set a wedding date February 18th, and met in person March 4th. So we were meeting what? in person to see who we were going to marry. Yeah, we were that crazy. No <laughs> we just way. knew God was there, though. We did. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. And then I, we didn't know the bigger purpose that God had because I mm -hmm. went through 19 years of addictions and the first five years of our marriage was kind of in the middle of that still. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I was one of them that, you know, if life was going great. I wouldn't drink as much. If life wasn't, then I would drink. And, and my mom passed away six months after we yes, married and I just went down the deep end mm -hmm. then. But, you know, she never nagged me, never put me down, never done any of that. She just loved me through the addictions. And I remember sometimes when we tell our story, people will kind of mock that, oh, she allowed you to walk over her. 
And I have to correct that because in reality, she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Wow. And I believe if that if she didn't allow God to use her as that vessel, I would probably be dead today. Wow. That's beautiful. That's here we amazing. are. Yeah, years, later, well, years later, I've been sober over later. 13 years, and now we got two kids and doing a show, and yeah. would have never imagined on this. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I'm so happy for y'all. Well, thanks. So, um, this past February made the five year anniversary, mm-hmm. um, which kind of weird me still saying it because next month will be six years. Yeah, I still say, like years. to say it this mm-hmm. way, though. But last February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years, and that was before most people knew who she was. Wow. And I always like to tell this story before mm-hmm. I ask the guests that same question, right. because mm-hmm. the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living now. And she knew where she was going. She had that vision, that dream, and nothing yeah. was going to stop her. Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Wow. I love that question because I'm a big vision person and I believe in you know, envisioning yourself doing and being who you want to be. Um, And you may be looking for a career answer, which I can give you that version. But what comes to mind Mm -hmm. more than that is, uh, you know, I have we have one daughter, Faye, and she's three. And I hope that we have more. I hope that we have more kids. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in five years, she'll be eight. And uh, let's see. I'll be 37 and I hope that I'm just a person who is just really content in day-to-day life, loving my kids and loving my husband. And um, I hope that I'm a person who is still like giddy to pick her up from school. You know, right now she goes to school school it's like preschool uh, nine, yeah. nine to one and I like every day when I'm waiting in the drive-through line to pick her up I'm like I cannot wait to get her and I just mm-hmm. uh, in five years I want to still have that wow. and I want yeah. to uh and I want to I want my husband to feel confident and strong and loved by me even more than he does now and wow. yeah I just want to exude Kindness. I love that. <laughs> we definitely Great love answer. that. Now let's look 15 years down the road and let's say that you are a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks mm-hmm. like for you, you've mm-hmm. made it 15 years yeah. down the road. Uh, if the person you are today could meet your her, your future successful self, what would you remind her? Oh, wow. That's so great. I would remind her that oh i don't know that you're still you still have the the brightness of and the purity of your seven-year-old self and you still um like be alive from that place and you know whatever success you have 47 year old me, whatever success you have and whatever terms of making it you have, uh, you're experiencing. Um, remember your inner, 
your inner little girl self and uh, create out of that place and out of that purity and um, enjoy, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I love that question because it gets to see, you know, cause a lot of people, they ask the, the other way they would ask, um, yeah. you know, what would you tell your past self? I like yeah. to know the future because it, it really sees where they stand right now. From yeah. the and it makes them think, okay, what would I, cause it's again, you know, wherever you get to in the future, wherever God allows that to mm -hmm. happen, you want to stay grounded. And I think that that sometimes that question can help people remember, Oh, let's be grounded. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I was not expecting the question to flip that way, but that's, I love thinking, <laughs> thinking like that. That's really cool. Great question. And, and usually I ask this question at the very beginning, but I'll ask it now. It's one of my, our favorite oh, questions. Yes, to we've ask. had some, great had some answers crazy answers on this. The, what is cool. something quirky about you? Something quirky about me. Oh my goodness. And what is our favorite question? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I feel like there's some things to choose from here. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Quirky things about me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh. <laughs> Got to self-examine here. I know this is really requ requiring more reflection than the than the deeper questions. <laughs> and while you're thinking about that, um, this made me think about um, with little Chris. One great thing, cool thing about the show is because we bring on actors too. Is we've been able to bring on some of the stars that he likes on his shows. Like you know, oh, one yes, of his favorite Nicolai. shows is Side Hustle. Oh, and we've already brought on two people from that. We've got a third one coming on in a couple of months from that from that show. But we brought on five people from Nickelodeon. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that is amazing. I love that. Um, okay, here's one thing. I um I like anytime I'm driving and I like cannot help but look at buildings like along the streets and like re reimagine them as like things. I would create them to be like um, different businesses or different. Like I can't not do it. I don't know. They like yeah. it's yeah. like dream, dreams are like born with every building. And I'm like, oh, that would be a cool building for this idea that I would never do or don't have enough money to do. But I just really like uh, creating, <laughs> creating things in my mind. So I'm always like, you know, have these little. Uh, dream explosions like every time i'm driving and see these especially like abandoned buildings um always thinking of that or like walking through um a mall or something i'm always imagining like what shops could open there that that i would create that's not super quirky though i'm trying to think like uh, <laughs> i'm one of those people who choose ice i really like ice <laughs> i really like sonic ice and um what else? Yeah, that's. I'll I'll think more on that. <laughs> what, what's funny is you gotta love it when you're in your little room, you're doing an interview, and then neighbors doing the cut in the grass, and I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna mute and unmute, mute. And unmute. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it happens sometimes. Yeah, you I just never know what's gonna happen, though. But, you know, <laughs> in this day and time, you know, with video and all that, you kind of have to go with the flow. 
Your turn. Okay. She's got All a few right. questions. Yeah, a couple questions. Uh, if you could describe your music to someone who's never heard it before, how would you describe it? I would describe it as hopefully peaceful, uh, reflective. I would describe it as an invitation to rest and to slow mm -hmm. down. Um, That's awesome. Great question. Thank you. And I've got one more. What do you want your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known for? Oh, wow. That's a great question, too. Oh, my goodness. See, I lead up, wow. and then she, she layers, layers the boom. Lowers yes, the boom I right. love it. Well, <laughs> that question reminds me of another answer, too. That made me think of your question earlier of, dead or alive, who would I want to co-write with? And you asking me what I want my legacy as an artist to be. Dolly Parton is someone who, um, you know, she, on one hand, her voice is just so unique and beautiful. Oh, and so it's just, it's so identifiable to her. And yes, um, I think she's, she, I've never perceived her as someone who's tried to fit a mold. She's just been really, Shown up, shown up yeah. as herself, <laughs> and um, and I, and then she also has this catalog of songs that oh, you know, like she wrote "I Will Always Love You" by Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. You know, we we all know, or maybe I, I grew up knowing that as a Whitney Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and anything I've ever heard about her, like her in in person, is yeah. that she is the mm -hmm. kindest person. And she's really, really warm. And um, so as an artist, if I could be known as someone who both, you know, excels, but because I show up truly and a thousand percent as myself and I don't try to become any version of something that seems to be trending or working, but I just show up as myself and believe in that and trust, you know, God's purposes for that. Um, I would want to be known as someone who does that really well, um, sure. who sh shows up as myself, and also as someone okay. who just um, who's warm and and kind. So um, yeah, that's what I'd like to be known for. Love that. Yeah. Staying on kind of a vice thing, um, if you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing, and let's say they got so they have what Simon Cowell would say that mm -hmm. it factor, mm -hmm. and they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows and they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, mm -hmm. but they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them and they just know they're in the right place. And they come mm -hmm. to you and they say, Jillian, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. I feel like this is my calling. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Wow. Great question. Uh, I would say continue, uh, continue doing what you're doing and be open to, um, to letting people be a part of it, to uh, letting people help you and use, use what you're given to, um, to help other people and see how you can, um, keep running down that 
that path and that calling and uh, you know what does how does what you're given enable you to uh, to help someone else or to you know help someone else utilize their god-given gifts um, even if it looks totally different like what what can you gain what can you give someone by what you're gaining here and um, yeah I would say keep going <laughs> love that yeah so as we come to a close here what's next what is next well um, I released an album called Meadow in May of 2020 and so I'm starting to dream about the next album and the next things I want to say and um so working towards working towards that there's no date or timeline right now but um and then i've got some other collaborative projects i'm working on as well um my husband will and my brother-in-law caleb are um two of my favorite musicians and mm -hmm. um creators and we're working on some songs together right now so um that's that's what's going on currently. Love that. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yes, thanks for asking. Um, Instagram is probably the most uh, prominent place uh, where I am on social media, and it's Jillian underscore Edwards. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, I don't do Twitter as much, but I have an account there that occasionally <laughs> send out, send out um, you know, info about new releases and things yeah. like that yeah um but yeah that's where you can find me and all music all my music is on apple music spotify itunes all the music platforms love that you know we really enjoyed having you on the show today we, and we look forward to having you back down the road thank you so much it was awesome to talk to y'all and uh happy almost 20 years <laughs> this year be 19 and then 20. Yeah, next year. That is incredible, truly. All right, everybody.